was just here. Let me record the podcast. I said, okay. Let me light the candle. You know, set the mood. Make it all familiar for you guys. I'm just trying to light the candle. The next thing, my fingernail is on fire. What do I say to this? Like, what is that? Anyways, man. Let's get into this. Welcome to another episode of Puka Panta. It's a girl Amanda. I hope you live in love. Chicken coat. Amanda. Hey, you knew that was a rough eye. You know, you know how the girl does. You know, you know. Anyways, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Vikramanta. My name is Amanda. This is a podcast where we talk about all the complexities of Nigerian life from politics, environmentalism to feminism, whatever you want to talk about. And the goal of the podcast is that we will learn and grow to be better people for our society as Nigerians. If you're wondering what scent of candle tried to burn my whole hand off, it's a nice candle. The scent is mahogany teak wood. It smells very like woody but like very calm not too sweet it's a very nice sense anyways today on the podcast we're going to be talking about like a little bit of an argument i had maybe a month ago probably less than that but like it was a weird interaction i don't even know if it was an actual argument because like there was barely an exchange but like it was weird so it's a story and i'll tell you and then you can let me know what you think later on Grab popcorn, grab a snack, call your friend. Let's get it started, okay? So, I was on Facebook a couple weeks ago, and I noticed that a girl I know that is an interior, and I put up a post about a Nollywood movie, The Purple Hibiscus Hotel, or something like that. Let me see. The Royal Hibiscus Hotel. So, Purple Hibiscus, Romanda, shout out. Um, she was basically saying on Facebook about how she loved the movie. But she wished that the movie was not... She said that the movie was not Afrocentric enough. And she wished that it showcased more of our African cultures. And not a lot of British influences. And then ended her post by saying, Come on, Nollywood. Bring back our culture. You can do better. On first thought of this, of seeing this, my thought was... Come on, Hollywood, bring back our culture. Who is our? It was important to know, at least for for the context of this, that this girl was not Nigerian. And with her post, it was very much like, I expect Nollywood to do better for Nigerians, but I'm not Nigerian, so how can I tell Nigerians what to be? Her point was going to going into the fact that, like, she wishes that the movie showcased more traditional African cultures, and that's what she determined to be Afrocentricism. Someone else commented and made pointed out that there's a lot of other Nigerian movies that are on Netflix, and if she thinks that this one wasn't as Afrocentric as she would like, then there's so many other movies that maybe aren't set in London or something that would make her feel the Afrocentricism she was looking for, but still pointed out that the fact that a movie is made for Nigerians by Nigerians about Nigerians, it is Afrocentric, but it's showcasing the lifestyle and cultures of Nigerians. She did not agree and said that movies like Chief Daddy, let's say at 50, that glamorize wealth or that show the elitism of Nigeria and the class disparity and ha- almost highlight those are have no empowering connotation to them and are problematic because they are not Afrocentric. Um, I pointed out that 
Afro, so this girl listed out a bunch of Afrocentric scholars, Marcus Garvey, Malcolm X, Colonel West, and I pointed out that of all the, all the people that she had mentioned, the context of their lives and their history was conflict with whiteness. It wasn't really a showcase Africans for Africans. It was a showcase Africans because Africans are treated as they're not human beings as compared to white people. And she was talking about how can I say, or how can we say those people are, their, their, their ideology was based in whiteness. But what she didn't understand for what I was trying to say, or I think she didn't understand, I don't know, was that Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey, none of those people lived in Africa at all. They grew up in a time and in a place where their world was divided. It was very much white versus black. That is still happening today. But the context of their existence was how can we survive and exist in harmony with ourselves despite whiteness, in spite of the way that the white people are treating us. As opposed to a place like Nigeria, present day, where we are not existing despite of whiteness, because whiteness is no longer a reality for us in our day-to-day lives. We don't have those same conflict things that are still happening in like Western societies right now, and in other countries in Africa. So like, depending on the country in Africa you come from, your relation to Afrocentrism as an idea, and as a worldview, or your relation to white people in general, could be more closely related or further related from what people are expressing in Western societies. In a place like Nigeria, a typical, you can live your entire life in Kodakos. You see white people around, but you don't really see them in the way that like, they don't really control the system enough to influence our day-to-day lives, right? It's not the same for countries like Zimbabwe or countries like Kenya, where, uh, or like South Africa even, where their history of apartheid is so strong that like someone from Nigeria going there just doesn't have that same experience and doesn't have the same culture and doesn't have the same context with which those people relate to whiteness. So Afrocentrism for them would look a little different from what Afrocentrism to Nigeria would look like and would look a little different from what Afrocentrism to America would look like. And so she was basically taking Afrocentrism as a whole to highlight traditional African culture which is fine, if that's what you want. But you cannot... I, I have a couple of points. My first point was that you don't get to pick and choose what parts of Nollywood are empowering for Nigerians or are problematic for Nigerians because you are not Nigerian. So until Nollywood is making movies for you or you are making movies for us, then you can talk to us about what to expect or what to not expect. It's like, it's not up to you to tell me what is bad about me if you're not me. Like, I don't know how to, I don't even think that I'm explaining it properly. But I feel like if you're not Nigerian, you don't get to have expectations of Nollywood for Nigerians. At the end of the day, even though everyone is watching Nollywood and everybody's praising Nollywood and appreciating the fact that Nollywood, as one of the biggest movie industries in the world, is showcasing African culture, but majorly Nigerian culture, and using that as a as almost like a springboard to to showcase a side of Africa that people don't really get to see. It is not up to people who are not Nigerian to have expectations on Nollywood because they are not the audience for Nollywood. At the end of the day, Nollywood is by Nigerians for Nigerians. And depending on what country in Africa you are from, 
your proximity to Nollywood and then your ability to expect or demand from Nollywood changes, almost like a spectrum. The further you are away, the less say you have, the less stake you have in this claim, right? Or the less claim you have to this stake. I don't know how it goes. <laughs> the closer you are to the experiences of Nigerians, the more influence and opinion you can have on the experiences of Nigerians. Somebody in South Sudan doesn't really have a lot of say when it comes to what Nigerian life is like or how it is represented or whether it is problematic for Nigerians or not. We don't really care. We're not asking you. Don't talk about us. But someone in Ghana whose lifestyle and cultures and experiences are so closely intertwined with Nigerian life we're listening to what the Ghanaians are saying, you know? Because Nollywood has a mix of Nigerian and Ghanaian and some South African and like, there's influences that, there's cultures that we are gelling well with, not well or the, to imply that there's like a wrong or a right, but like, cultures that we're interacting more commonly with than others. So like, the way Nollywood is representative of Nigerian culture is a lot, is a lot of ways that it's representative of Guinean cultures because we do have Guinean actors and directors and writers who are telling Guinean stories with Nigerian and Guinean actors. Same thing for us, we are telling Nigerian stories with Nigerian and Guinean actors. So Guineans have a claim to the stake of Nollywood. They have a say. We are listening to them. They get to say this is problematic for us and it's not representative of our culture because their culture is a part of Nollywood. You know? If you are from what is the country like on the end? Like Madagascar. We're not looking for you. It is fine for you to watch and enjoy and be entertained by Nollywood. But it is not fun for you to evaluate Nollywood as if you are the audience of Nollywood. That was my main point with her argument. My second point was... You can not like a Nigerian movie or like a Nigerian movie without putting expectations on the entirety of Nollywood. She ended up going back and forth saying that, like, are we trying to say that she is talking for Nigerians, that she would never talk for Nigerians. But then she also went on to talk about how many Nigerian friends she has and how she has always been watching Nollywood. And she's watched Nollywood her entire life. And she has a lot of Nigerian friends who are also introducing her to Nollywood. And so she gets it. She gets us so she can talk about us. It's the same thing as, like, a white person being like, I have black friends, and I'm on the basketball team with all the black people, and I'm blah blah blah. My this person was black, and my neighbor is black, and blah, blah blah. And because of all these things, I can critique black culture because I'm around it enough. <laughs> Do you now see the problem with what she said? Like, at the end of the day, if you are not Nigerian, you don't get to decide that a movie like Fifty is problematic for Nigerian women because it glamorizes, um wealth and sex and blah 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 and that is what that is what is a problem for Nigerian women because regardless of whether you like it or not that is a reality of a group of Nigerians there are Nigerian women who are quote unquote elites in society they are single and they are older and they have careers but at the end of the day they are the same as the woman in the village who is also single and 50 they have the same, their lives, like, there's, I don't even know how to explain it. If you haven't seen the movie 50, it's like, 
it's a really good movie first of all but like it's a movie that touches on sexual assault and it it, it, it does a lot regardless of those women's elitism and influence and wealth in the society that they're in their lives are almost parallel to the lives of the people who are poorer than them in Nigeria they still experience the same assaults the same power but still no power the same fighting for men the same stealing whose husband sleeping with someone is like that same conflict that same interest female struggle is parallel to the same activities of a girl group in the village and a girl group in Banana Island. Those experiences at the core of them are the same because they are living Nigerian lives. And the context of their existence is the same. So once you throw in th- things that despair them like money and power and influence and wealth and all those things, if what the, that movie showed, and what it showed me is the, it's how all those things don't even matter. If at the core of you, you're still having the same struggles and the same realities of people who have less than you, then your money and your influence and your power did nothing for you. That's what that movie showed. But to someone else who doesn't understand the context of the movie, or doesn't understand Nigerian life enough or the cultures enough because you are not living the life, you're just going to see that the movie that glamorizes anything. The same way parents don't like children watching Nigerian movies about like cultism or like witchcraft or like blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, those things are realities of Nigerian life. Those things happen day to day. Parents don't always like children to watch those things because of how they want they don't want them to be influenced by it. But you cannot deny that those things are not realities of people in Nigeria right now. Your parents may not want you to watch, let's say, Bad Girls Club or it's like not even bad girls club. Like look at Tyler Perry movies, for example. There's a whole group of people who are critiquing Tyler Perry movies as being a poor representation of black people in America. But the reality is that Tyler Perry movies are telling stories of black people in America. So it is not up to anyone else to call them problematic for black America or not. One person is going to tell a story of The Cosby Show. Another person is going to tell a story of Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Those are both independent realities that are happening at the same time. And it's not up to me to critique them because I'm not living those lives. I can enjoy or not enjoy. And have that be that I don't enjoy that movie but not enjoy the entirety of Hollywood is problematic for me to state because I am not the audience. (laughs) Yeah. A third point that I had was Nollywood is so good. It's so good. It's so good in the fact that it really does what it's supposed to be doing. It is representative of its people. It is a little bit unfortunate that someone would look at Nollywood being on Netflix, which is one of, like, if not the biggest streaming platform in the world right now, and look for a negative in that and say, showcase our culture, showcase, first of all, our who, but like, second of all, isn't it good enough? Like, when will it be good enough? Isn't it good enough that Nollywood is making a name on Netflix as for having their own category and creating access to the millions of Nigerians 
all over the world that who may not have access to Nigerian cinema. We're not watching, we're not in the theaters right now watching the latest movies that are out all the time. We're, we don't have access to all of them the same way that like we would if we were in Nigeria. But even looking at Nollywood and saying, do better. It's so, it's so, it's so, it's so disrespectful because who are you? Who are you to say do better? Why do you think you are the one that gets to evaluate what better is? Why is this not enough for what it is? I don't even, like, I left the conversation confused because I know what I'm saying. But, like, the notion that she could be wrong was so far detached from her because she has experienced Nigerian culture and has had a proximity to Nigerianness that, in her head, validated her excuse to define what Nigerian life is like for Nigerians. And how, how dare you, almost, come to a post with Nigerian women to argue with them about what Nigerian life is like. You know? It's so problematic. It's so... It's so... It's so rude. But at the same time, it's also so ignorant. Because if you don't understand... It's ignorant on her part, but also ignorant in general to assume that, like you are the authority and that you could not possibly be wrong which is fine if that's what you believe and like more power to you I don't know where it's gonna take you but like the lesson from this is to understand nuance when you're talking to people that you quote unquote don't know even if you know like no matter how much I know you no matter how close I am to your family no matter how much I have spent with you in your house, living your life, I am not you. Like, like Nigerians typically have big families. Like, a lot of us have too many cousins. We spend a lot of time together. But no matter how many years I spend in my cousin's house, let's say, I'm not, they're not my parents. Like, no matter how close you spend with someone, you are not living that person's life. You are not in their head. You are not in their body you will never have the exact same context of life as them even if you're living life parallel to them even if you were their twin the context of your life could be vastly different and because on the off chance you could be wrong you have to lead with respect when you're willing to anything especially in today's climate like it's so easy for us to be divisive and this simple argument of like well, you can't evaluate not for Nigerians because you're not Nigerian. Turned into, well, are you saying that other people can't join Nollywood? Blah, 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 blah. Why are you attacking me? Which, that's not what it was. It was pointing out a discrepancy in, like, your ideal, your attitude, your accent. When we move with privilege instead of respect, in this case, it was the privilege of, like, I know Nollywood, I've been watching it my whole life. I have Nigerian friends who also watch Nollywood and who are showing me and we watch Nollywood together and I've talked to them about it and they think it's fine. A privilege to speak on a culture that you are not a part of, first of all. And a privilege to demand that you are right. 
is problematic. But the same way, when you talk about other things, you never know what is going to be a touchy subject for someone. That's the lesson in this. So whether it's a person, whether it's a culture, whether it's a group, whether it's a family, you never know what the touchy subject is going to be. Just because it's fine for one person doesn't mean it's fine for the other person, right? There's things you can insult about me that would I would not care about, but if you insulted someone else about it, you would be dead to them. In the same way, when you talk to someone, or when you react, or you're forming an opinion that is independent of yours and was unwarranted, and you want to make that opinion public, you have to make it that you are not... You are coming from respect, you are not disrespectful, you are not dismissive. And also, if you're going to be on social media, sharing public opinions, or your opinions and making them public, inviting critique, you must invite the idea that you could be wrong. That is what learning is. To learn is to always, like, I don't even know how to, I have professor I think who I don't remember what class it was but someone said that like to have faith is to doubt a little <laughs> because it could be wrong it's to doubt a little but not care right it's the same way that to learn is to understand that at any point in time you could be wrong I, like if you're a scientist you know this you, you can prove you could come out and do a theory and have a correlation with something and someone else will come and disprove your entire thing but to learn is to grow, is to always have the understanding that I could be wrong. I could always be wrong. I'm confident that I'm right, but I could be wrong. And so if someone brings forth an idea that challenges yours, it's up to you to evaluate and decide, am I wrong? And am I being defensive in my wrongness or rightness? And is that blinding me from seeing that other person's point of view or not? And maybe you have to apologize something, maybe you don't. Either or, and maybe you're right, but even if you're right, you could be wrong. So yeah, that was the argument. Um, what do you think? Like, do you think I took it too far? Was I saying the right way? Do you think I'm making it deeper than it's supposed to be, or like, was it just someone commenting on a movie? I don't know. You can send me a message on the link in my Instagram. And I can include your message in the next podcast, whatever. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a like, five stars, review us. Tell us what you think about the podcast, about the episode. It really helps us out. Have a good day. Share the podcast with whoever you want. Thank you for listening.